Welcome to Gimme Some Truth. I'm Kevin Castro, your podcast producer, and your co-hosts are Clint Walkner and Nate Condon, the co-owners and financial advisors at Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. This is a podcast series dedicated to illuminate some of the darkness around fees, conflicts of interest, and the motivation behind recommendations in the financial planning industry. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. Today's episode, we are tackling the idea of taking too much risk in the stock market and how that relates to laying up in golf. Clint recently played a round of golf with his father, and he has a story to tell. Well, it's very telling when you play golf uh, with people because you can kind of see how they react on the golf course, and you can extrapolate that onto life, and in some cases, how they handle their own investments. So, I'm out there playing golf with my dad, which uh, Nate's already kind of smiling because he knows exactly <laughs> what this all means. But um, so I'm playing golf with my dad, and he gets up to this hole, and he's looking at it. And it's it's you know not a real long hole, and about halfway through the hole, there's a creek, and so my dad used to be able to hit the ball farther than he can now, but he's got a nice new driver, and and the last few rounds, he said, yeah, I just I actually aim at the bridge over the water and then I just hit it and try to hit it over the bridge. And my friend keeps telling me, why are you doing that? Just lay up and then hit your second shot onto the green. But my dad insists every time to pick up the driver and try to pound it over the water. And there's no benefit necessarily for clearing the creek. Is that right? Virtually not. I mean, you don't get a prize. Um, you don't, you know, no, you don't, you, you end up being like 120 yards away versus 150 yards away. And so if we're talking about risk versus reward, I'm not even going to get into the trying to hit a ball onto a bridge and what that might do to your score. But, um, just trying to hit the ball over the water gives you no real ancillary benefit yet. He felt the need to be able to hit it over there because somehow you're less of a man or something. If you and a few up. times it's worked out for him. Uh, yeah, a couple apparently. times, apparently. But if you think about the, the risk versus reward there or the chance that you actually hit it over that, when you hit the ball, you know, say he hits the ball 200 yards and this thing's at like he's got to hit the ball perfect 200 yards to hit it over every time and you're a weekend duffer golfer, the chance of you doing that on a regular basis is pretty low and the penalty of it is is high. Right. So when we look at how this relates to clients investing their money, what does this tell us? Well, it tells us that I think we have a preconceived notion that, you know, by, by balancing things out or doing the right thing, somehow that's making you less of a person or somehow it's, you know, from a man's perspective, you go, oh, that just makes you less of a man if you lay up on that shot. And, and there's only one goal here. It's, it's to make the lowest score on a whole, right? Right. And so if that's our goal, why don't we just try to make the lowest score? But not, that's not your dad's goal. It's to hit apparently two perfect shots, you know, shot over. And somehow that makes him a better person if he hits the ball over. And then he's got to hit his next shot onto the green. But if you lay up, 
you hit your next shot onto the green too. There's no real difference in the two aside from being able to say, I can hit it over the water. Just a right? quick question. Does your dad know he's going to be on our podcast or is this going to be a <laughs> surprise to him? Sorry, he dad. <laughs> <laughs> he he sure may not proper, know. Are there proper author, uh, authorizations signed? Do we have something on file to, to use him, his his likeness? If it was, so it wasn't Clint's dad. It was a friend of Clint's. That this happened to somebody that yeah, I know spoke. We're fine. <laughs> Fairly well. That's trying right. to make sure. Moving on. I don't know. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but so what this makes me think of when he's doing this is, you know, Dad, what's your goal? Like, is your goal to try to minimize risk and to maximize your return? So in this perspective, just get up there with your five iron and hit it short and hit another shot onto the green and you know, maybe you get a birdie. And if you hit it over the water you take the water into play you if you actually try to hit the bridge the likelihood of that occurring is so minuscule uh and maybe you hit the bridge and it goes over maybe you hit the bridge and it kicks back into the water i don't know so uh why don't you take the smart play and the smart play here would be you know more times out of not if you have a five iron in your hand there's no way you can hit into the water uh versus hitting a driver so we've taken that out of play completely and so if we talk about investing you know there may be times where you know, you shouldn't try to press your risk. You shouldn't try to, you know, hit that individual stock and try to hit that home run because you're going to strike out a lot more too. Well, and it goes back to, I think the the point that you were making earlier, which was having a clear definition of what is the ultimate goal, right? So the ultimate goal in in the the, the golf analogy is to make the lowest score you possibly can. the The ultimate goal in um, at least our conversations with clients is making their financial plan work for them so that they can ultimately have the retirement they want to have. It really has nothing to do with having one year or two years of incredible excess gains uh, in their portfolio. It's more about consistently hitting the number that we need to hit. So the ultimate goal is realized. Yeah. I think it's the, the question of the scoreboard because some people have a different type of scoreboard for us. The scoreboard is, can you maintain and live your lifestyle in the fullest possible way without having things keep you up at night. And some other people, I think, judge it differently when they get within our four walls. They say, well, the S&P 500 is what we're looking against. And it's like, yeah, that's that's one thing that you can benchmark your, your performance against, but it doesn't really perform, it doesn't really benchmark it against what you're really trying to accomplish. It is, can I continue to maintain my lifestyle? If I lag the, the benchmark, the S&P, by 1%, does that change anything? And in most cases, it doesn't. Yeah, to, to take the golf analogy one step further and, and, and kind of tie it to, to the current state of the market. So if we go back to Clint's dad, I mean, the Clint's um, friend. friend. Um, good, call. good catch, good catch. Um, so let's say he's parred the last four holes in a row and now he steps up to this T of this hole where there's a creek running through the fairway. Of course, at that point, he's excited. He's feeling good. Of course, at that point, he's going to want to hit it over the creek because he's done so well up to that point. You're hot. You're hot. You're feeling good. I'm kind of feeling like you're talking about my game. Hey, <laughs> I've seen this movie a few times. <laughs> so the, the idea there is we still shouldn't make a dumb play and try to hit it over the creek when that's not within our power or that doesn't make the most sense for our plan. Just because we're hot over the last four holes, we still need to make the smart play. And we're actually getting that, that question um, a decent am- amount nowadays of, you know, the market's really hot. I've had a great last couple of years. Boy, I really should try to get aggressive now. Shouldn't I? Dot, dot, dot. To which we respond. No. It's, I mean, it's not smart that way. You need to just 
you need to go out and you need to keep doing what you're doing, which is diversify, which is be global in your allocation. And, and in some cases too, if you haven't been globally allocated over the last few years, chalk it up to kind of dumb luck, right? I mean, if you had a lot of your money just sitting in the U S stock market investments, uh, you know, good for you. But if we're doing it, what we think on a, on a right way, you should be, you know, looking at emerging markets and looking at Europe and, and having the U.S. And, and having a variety of different countries in your exposure, too, because the U.S. commonly isn't the number one performer in the whole world. So in order to capture some of those rates of return, you've got to be in those other countries. And, you know, we don't know, and nor does anybody in this podcast know when these cycles are going to begin and end, because we all don't get sent emails when that occurs. So, you know, we've got to just diversify and be in it at all times. And sometimes it'll be good and sometimes it won't. And this shouldn't be misconstrued to, to say that we don't ever think that um, taking an opportunistic risk um, is a bad play. Uh, you know, that hole specifically is a bad hole to take that risk on, right? So maybe the next hole presents a series of variables that are better off for, for taking that calculated risk. Maybe the next hole is a shorter par five where a good drive down the middle allows us to really take advantage and, 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 and make that, uh, that birdie achievable. And, and in that way, you know, a market that has pulled back 10 or 15 or even 20% in some cases can present that correct set of variables where, okay, taking a little bit more risk at that time might make more sense than taking the risk where, Boy, there's very, very, very few variables that are lining up to say taking a ton of additional risk right now in this market is the right play. That's right. When that, you know, when you hit that nice shot and you're looking at a 250 yard approach shot where you have to have everything go right, otherwise you might hit disaster. It's just not the right time to do that. And we tell our clients too. I mean, take the bulk of your money and be safe with it. And if you want to take a a risk or two, go ahead. But let's limit those risks to a small percentage of your portfolio. Uh, I always like to say to our clients, hey, if you want to make a ton of money in the stock market, take our advice and do the exact opposite, which is, you know, go ahead and put it all on red and put it all in one individual stock and, you know, give it a run. But, you know, you better only do that with a small portion of your portfolio because you're going to strike out a lot more than you are going to hit that home run. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a difference of, of mindset when it comes to managing money. And that's where Glenn and I try to, to, to center our efforts, which is, uh, you know, the scoreboard is making our financial, the financial plans of our clients come to fruition and giving them as good of retirement as they possibly can while subjecting their money to the least amount of risk possible to make that plan work. And, and that's always going to be our mindset and our direction. And it just, it, 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 in a lot of cases, flies in the face of taking opportunistic risks when uh, it just doesn't make sense to do that. That's right. And you've got to be in the game and we're all going to have to play the game. So anytime that we play the game at all, there's risks uh, and there's plenty of risks in golf. There's sand and water and a tough lie and all kinds of different things uh, that you can have for different risks on the course. And we can't eliminate those risks, but we can minimize those risks. We can hit the ball to certain places where we might not end up in the sand trap or might not end up in the water. Um, And so it's really important to be able to look at at this and, and kind of survey the landscape. And that's why I think it's important to work with a financial advisor to help them look at all the different risks that you have around you and try to minimize some and accept some and uh, make everything as optimal as possible. Yeah, if we, if we close out the golf analogy by saying, you know, very, very few people have the luxury to sit in the clubhouse 
um, and, and not step on, on the golf course and play at all. And, you know, those are the people that have, you know, millions and millions of dollars, um, you know, in the bank. I mean, and, and, and if people are fortunate to be in that situation, maybe they don't have to take any risk. Maybe they have the luxury to be able to, to, to sit back and literally earn zero rate of return on their money and still be able to live the retirement they want. But the vast, vast majority of us uh, don't have that luxury. So we, we do need to, quote, play the game. And so our our view of the world when it comes to playing the game is, you know, let's let's take risk where risk makes sense. Let's be smart where it's smart to uh, uh, to lay up and let's ultimately achieve the final score that we want through a more measured way of play. And just note that you're going to make bogey or double bogey in a couple holes here and there, and that's okay. Um, and sometimes we have to wait around for some of those bets to come to fruition. I mean, if you had been in emerging markets uh, the last few years, uh, you might have said to yourself, why do I have this asset class? And then finally, starting last year, it it came to fruition and came back in a big way. So sometimes we got to wait on these ideas and sometimes we have to have it in your portfolio for a while before uh, anything happens to it. And, and a lot of times it can be a, a negative thing that happens to it. And we just have to hang on and allow that to recover. Um, we're still wondering that with certain investments too, like commodities, they've been down for multiple years and, and it shows no sign of recovering, but that's why you have it in the portfolio because uh, it, it's an asset class that can go up by a lot in a year in some cases. Yeah, it, it has a lot to do with just understanding the amount of risk that you want to take and then understanding where is the best time to apply that risk and getting back to where the market is right now. We just do not feel like it's a risk on period of time. This feels like one of those holes where we should look to lay up. Uh, we shouldn't walk off the golf course. We should look to lay up. We should look to play it smart, play it a little defensive, try to get our par and move on to the next tee. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed all the uh, golf analogies and stories and uh, the story about my friend or my dad. Uh, and uh, We'll bleep that out. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah, edit that all out there, Kevin. Uh, thanks a lot. So thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on a few other episodes of Giving Some Truth. Advisory services are offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Wachner and Nate Condon are investment advisor representatives of Wachner Condon. Kevin Castro is an office manager and marketing communications specialist for Wachner Condon Financial Advisors. He is not registered, and his participation in this podcast is limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments he makes be construed as giving investment advice. Insurance products and services are offered through WC Insurance Services, LLC, Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, and WC Insurance Services, LLC, are affiliated companies. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Wachner Condon Financial Advisors LLC is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. 
Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not promise or guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.